The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieved their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. Hey, hey, everybody. Second Wind Success. I'm so excited to be here with you. This show is all about helping boomers find their second wind in business and in life. You know, most of us, we don't hit the gold mine. We don't hit it big on our first try. Maybe not even our second try. Usually it's somewhere along the way. For some of us, it's our fifth or our sixth or our tenth try. But you got to keep on trying. You got to keep on moving and moving forward. But the reality is that some of you right now, you're listening and you may be traveling down the road literally in a car right now listening to my voice and you're working for somebody else and you're making their dream become a reality. You're helping them reach their goals, their dream, their passion, and you're working for them. And I'm going to encourage you, this hour, this show is all about having you find your passion, your goal. What do you really want to do and where do you want to go? Because the reality is you are important and you have something that you need to accomplish. So what's your passion, your why, your goal? I know for me, I found it when I was 50 years old. It's assisted living, residential assisted living specifically. And I've done lots of things in my life. When I was a real young guy, 16 years old, I was a professional musician. And when you're that young and you really do something and you're even making money doing it and getting some good traction with it, you think you know it all. You really think you own it all. And the reality is I reached a certain level at a young age. And at that point, I said, wow, there's got to be something more. So then I kind of switched gears a little bit and I got into real estate. And as a real estate investor in my early 20s, I started to make a lot of money and that was great. It was awesome. But every time you reach a new mountaintop, you see a whole nother mountain range. And that's what life is all about. And sometimes you get knocked down. Sometimes you get slammed down. And when you get slammed down, you get knocked down, you got to get up. And I know sometimes it takes a little bit of just sitting back and just kind of licking your wounds. You just kind of kind of regroup and you kind of have to just figure out where you're at and where you're going. But as long as you're moving forward, you're doing just fine. But Second Wind Success, this show is all about it's going forward. You know, if you think about life like a game, halftime. The first half is over. You never get it back. But you can win the game in the second half. And for some of us, (laughs) we're in the third quarter or fourth quarter. Maybe it's the last few minutes of the game. But the reality is it doesn't matter. And winning, what does that really mean? As long as you're doing what you love and you've got passion, that's the key. So assisted living, why am I doing that? When my mom needed help, and some of us can relate to that, I'm 56, just turned 56 years old, so I'm solidly a baby boomer. The oldest baby boomers, they're in their 70s right now. I mean, Mick Jagger, he's 73. He's actually a little bit front in front of the baby boomers. Charlie Watts, Rolling Stone drummer, 80 years old, so he's way ahead. He's ready to check into assisted living. 
But when my mom needed help, I couldn't just quit what I was doing and go take care of her full time. And I wasn't designed that way either. And the family, I'm really blessed. I've got six brothers and sisters. There's seven of us all together, big family. They love mom. They love dad, but they couldn't just stop what they're doing. We did the best we could to help out where we could, but we had to call in other people to help take care. And that's expensive. So at some point, we got to the point where it's like, you know what? She needs more help than we can deliver. So now we made a decision. Do we bring mom someplace? And you know what I'm talking about. Bring her to the proverbial home. And at that point, we made a decision. You know what? We don't want to go that route. So we took care of mom at home, but I vowed to myself. I'm going to create a solution where I can help take care of other people's moms, provide a great solution, because I didn't want to bring her into a big box facility where there's 100 people, 200 people, and you're a, a name, a faceless individual where you can smell the neglect as soon as you walk in the home. No, I wanted to have it be a real home where it smelled like home, it felt like home, where it's a group of seniors that were peers that were there together but being taken care of 24-7, and that's exactly what we created. And now I even train other people how to do exactly the same all over the country, and it's so exciting. And that's what I'm passionate about. I've reached my second wind, and this is the most successful business I've ever had, and I'm helping other people. Our motto is do good and do well. So that's what this show is all about. I'm going to be bringing on guests, and I have two amazing guests today, and we're going to be talking about exactly that, where they were and where they're at, where they've reached their second win success. And as we talk about these, I want you to be thinking about yourself, your story, your life. Where are you and where could you be? Where could you be if you just opened up a little bit? I think adults a lot of times have stopped dreaming. They've stopped thinking about what could be in life. Instead, they've just kind of accepted that they're on this wheel, this rat race, and they go to work, they make a dollar, they put the dollar in the bank, the money goes away, and they got to get back on the wheel and go do it again, and eventually you retire, and then basically you die. I mean, that's a bad story, but that's the story that a lot of people live. And then there's people like Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote a book and created a whole industry about people who get out of that rat race and do the things they want to do. And that's where you can start your story. You can start it right now. So whether you're 18 or 88, today is the first day of the rest of your life. I know you've heard that before, but it's true. And the reality is, this is your life. It's your choice. And you can do whatever you want to do. So I want you to start thinking about that. And I'm not going to say pull out a piece of paper, because if you're driving, that's not a good thing. But I want you to start thinking and dreaming again. If money weren't an object, if money weren't even a consideration, what do you really want to do? And if you're already doing it, awesome, keep doing it. But if you hate what you do, if you don't want to do what you're doing, stop it. Nobody's making you do it. You don't have to do what you're doing. You choose to do it. Now, all the little poo hats are coming on. You're starting to tell them, oh, I have to do it. I got to make money. No, you don't. You choose to do it. Don't ever make that excuse, I didn't have time. You chose to do what you did today. You have 24 hours. You decide what you do with every moment of that. You either spend it, squander it, or invest it. The choice is yours, but this moment is gone. The question is, what are you going to do with the next one and the next one and the next one? 
This day, this week, this month, this year is yours. The choice is all yours. That's what this show is all about, Second Wind Success. So as I bring these guests on and we start to talk about the things that they've done, I don't want you to focus on their success and what they've done and them, them, them. It's about you, what you can do and where you are. And maybe as you hear their stories and how they move from point A to point B all the way to point X, Y, and Z, you can start to see the, the golden thread that path in your life that will get you to where you want to be. And a lot of times, and I want you to think about this, it's just simply about being open, open to the opportunity. You know, a lot of things, the successes that came in my life aren't things that I planned out. It was just something came my way and I said, yes, yes, being present and then doing. If we just kind of put ourselves in a box and say, this is what I do and who I am, then that's as far as we can go. But if we allow ourselves and we take chances and if we allow ourselves to do things that are outside of our comfort zone, my goodness, the sky is the limit. And second wind success is all about that. Your greatest success is ahead of you. All of the things that you really want are outside of your comfort zone. Whatever you're comfortable with, the things you have, got it. You already know that. Those exciting things, those things that really get you going, the things that you really want, that you really have a passion for, are probably outside of that comfort zone. Now, some of you, if you're doing what you love to do, like we had some house guests uh, just recently, my wife and I and my family and these house guests, they were into mountain climbing. I don't mean like, let's take a hike. I mean like the pitons and the ropes and stuff like that. All those things make me really uncomfortable. But for them, they're incredibly excited. And they were just tickled pink to go, you know, tap some of those things into the rocks and strap on the ropes and climb up there. And all I'm thinking is, man, one rope, I could slip, fall, and die. But for them, that's their passion, and it's awesome. They also live in a van, and they travel around, and they don't really have a home. And if they died, there's not, you know, that's great. They live their passion today. But what I love about that is that they're living their passion today. It's not someday I will. It's today I am. So second wind success, for some of you, you're living it. But my guess is most of you are saying, man, there's a lot of things that I want to do. We'll do it. I have a really great friend that is no longer with us here on earth, and he always said to me, he said, Gene, and by the way, he was making tens of millions of dollars, very successful, quote unquote, in the world's eyes, but he always said to me, Gene, all I really want to do is own a shack and rent surfboards on the beach in Hawaii, and I said, well, why don't you just do it? Just do it, and he said, well, I have hundreds of people that rely on me. I can't just stop the business. So he was so obligated to those other people, and I really respect him for that. He was so generous that he literally gave up his life, what he really wanted to do to support those other people. It wasn't a business where he could easily just replace himself and walk away from it. It really depended on him. So I respect him for that, but my goodness, most of us are not in that position. You can make a few adjustments in your life and live your passion, live your dream. Most of us have made other adjustments where we just stifle the dream. We just stop dreaming. We don't even write down our goals anymore because you've already figured it out. Eh, if I just don't write it down, then I won't be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Now, I know when I grew up as a kid, we did it a little bit differently. It was New Year's Eve. We'd sit down as kids and we would write our goals. The funny thing is we would then wrap them up with a rubber band and we wouldn't look at them till the following New Year's Eve. And then we'd unwrap them like some cryptic, you know, Dead Sea scroll and read them to each other and laugh. 
Now, a few of them we actually accomplished, but if you write it down and never look at it, my goodness, that's not a goal. That's like some mystery, like we're playing Clue or some board game. No, you got to write it down and you got to plan it out step by step by step. I've literally had the privilege of traveling all over the world and training hundreds of thousands of people to be successful in business and real estate and trading the stock markets. And all of those people, when I ask them, what are your goals? What are your dreams? What are your visions? Most of them have something, but most of them, and this is the unfortunate part, don't even write it down. I think the statistic is 3% of people have written goals. But if you just write it down and don't focus on it, don't visualize it, don't make a plan, you may as well just write it down and wrap it in a napkin and open it up the next year. It doesn't mean a whole lot. So you got to have a goal. you got to have a dream. And let's just start that way. This show, this is the very first episode right here of Second Wind Success, is all about where you are but where you want to be. So how do we get there? Let's start by dreaming. Let's start by listening to some people who have gotten from point A to point B. Let's see how they did it and see how you can do it too. Now, as I introduce these guests, and the very first guest, I'm so excited to have you guys here with us. And I know you weren't expecting this, by the way. I have, I have two guests with me, and they weren't expecting this, by the way. And I thought that was so funny, by the way, because when I first invited Todd here to come out, he said, well, hey, maybe I'll have Perry come. <laughs> of course. <laughs> They've been hanging out here in the studio with me, listening as we get going right here. And, you know, as we're going through this, and, uh, you know, I said, I, I'd love to have both of you come in. I think one of you said, no, you do it, you do it, you do it. But they're both here. So I'm going to introduce both of you, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of interview both of you because you both have incredible stories. And as we go through this, those of you listening, I just want you to be thinking about where you're at, where you can be. So, Perry, and do you use your middle name, by the way, Perry Polly, or do you go with Michael? Perry. Perry, yeah. good. And we have Todd Simpson, yes? Yep, that's perfect. There we go. I said like, like Bart, but that's, you know, just the way. <laughs> hey, believe me, it's not the first time. <laughs> if you truly know me, you would know that that is actually <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. Pretty good. There we go. So, uh, Perry, you know, I talked about where you started, and you went right to academia. You went to school to be in school, to be, in, to be a teacher. So where did, where did you start life? Well, I actually grew up in Phoenix. In Phoenix. I did, yeah. And um, went to, did my undergrad at the University of Arizona and a master's degree down there. I took a couple years off and found that I really enjoyed uh, being in the classroom, interacting with students. So I decided to get my Ph.D., uh, uh, change sides, went to Arizona State. Ah. Got my Ph.D. there in 2009, and then uh, we moved to California uh, right after I was done, and I started teaching for the Cal State University system. Wow. So you went right out of school back into school. Yep. So when you went to school, did you go to school thinking, I'm going to be a teacher? No. 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 What did you go to school for? You know, I I never really had a great vision of where I I was headed. I thought uh, two things that I I thought I could see myself doing. One of them was being in business, and the other one was actually uh, pursuing full-time ministry. Ministry? Yeah. Ah, I love that. So it was a passion of the heart, your spiritual ministry, and that's what you wanted to do. But eventually, at some point, you said, can't make enough money doing it? It wasn't that. It it was actually, once I started uh, getting a little bit further into my education, I found out I really liked being in that environment. I liked teaching. Uh, I liked writing papers and doing research, and it kind of suited my personality. Uh, I've always been a little bit more of an introvert, so it was uh, it was a good fit for me where I was at that point in my life. Very good. And what was the topic that you were teaching on? Um, so uh, my background is in communication, 
And my area of communication dealt with personal relationships, family relationships, romantic relationships, uh, any kind of relationship you can think of. I've probably taught a class on it, written a paper about it. Now, pause. First of all, you're in front of a microphone, which is awesome. So you've got to be very comfortable right now. This is a little different than Stan. <laughs> I, I would rather be in front of 200 18 to 20-year-olds staring at me blankly while I'm trying to talk. <laughs> That's funny because it is different one-on-one -on -one than it is with a group of people. Yeah. And it's more uncomfortable with, well, I think it's for most people more uncomfortable in a smaller situation. But you like this smaller situation or the larger situation? They're, they're both so different. There are mm. aspects of both that I really like. Get, getting up in front of people and talking to a big crowd is uh, exhilarating. Um, but it's kind of a dog and pony show. Yeah. And you mentioned romantic relationships. At that time, when you first started it, were you in a romantic relationship when you were starting to teach about that topic? I was, yeah. I met my wife uh, when I was an undergraduate, and she was my college sweetheart. We got married right after she finished her degree in 2003. So we've been married 13 years now. Nice. Uh, same person. Wow, you're, you are a youngster, man. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to ask you how old you are, but you know, if you want to reveal it at any point, feel free. I, yeah, I'm, I'm 36. Wow, you are young. Yeah. You, could be my, you, could be, you are my son. Oh, my goodness. I, I went out to California. No, anyway. That was <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you went out. You became a, a teacher because you liked that environment, and that was part of it. How long were you there as an instructor? Uh, I started at Cal State Fullerton. I was there for a year and a half and then went to San Diego State, and I was there for five years Got at it. SDSU. <clears throat> so at some point you left there, and you came out of there to where you're at now. Yeah, so last, uh, last year I got an offer to move back to uh, Phoenix, back to my hometown, and take a job working for uh, a tech startup. And that's, uh, it, was, it was a good offer, I mean, it, to be closer to family, um, to have the potential to invest in something that is uh, technology. I've always been a little bit of a technology-focused guy, so that was a good fit for me. Um, and then also just it's a product that has the potential to really benefit people um, who are dealing with ongoing issues related to breathing, air quality, quality of life. So so we're going to get a lot more into that because there's a lot about that product, which I, you know, full disclosure, everybody, I enjoy the product. I use the product in my assisted living facilities. And we'll talk more about that product, Ion Air. And we'll talk more about that product. But you switched from the idea of the academic of I like to be in that environment to something that was a tech-related company that has a good cause. So that's the do good, do well part. And also, we talked a little bit more about the idea of how much money you can make in the world of teaching, academia, versus what you can do in business. So we're going to come back and we're going to discuss that because I do know that that is a big part of things too in life. It's not just the what you love to do, but how much you can make doing it too. And when you can put the two together, it's a beautiful thing. So we're going to be right back with Second Wind Success, and we're talking about baby boomers and how to have that second wind and finding that second wind in business and in life. This is Gene Garino with Second Wind Success. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, 
Dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe and taken care of and loved on, all the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well, well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at RALacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at RALacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. Hey, hey, it's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers find their second win in business and life. It's good to be back with you here. We've got two guests here in the studio from Ionair, a wonderful company. We're going to hear all about that, but I want to get right back to the story because we were talking about where you went from academia into this tech startup, and this tech startup is all about clean air and in the home as well as in business, but that's how I met you in regards to the home aspect of things there. And, uh, you know, Perry, when we were talking about this, when I first met you, actually, it was at an assisted living conference, and uh, I do assisted living, and you're sharing this with other people. It's a, it's a, I'm going to use the term a simple product but it's so effective i mean you put it in the home it purifies the air and what i love about this uh, again for those of you who heard the first part i do residential assisted living we turn a single family home into a, a kind of a private assisted living facility so there's a group of adults here in arizona where i am there's up to 10 adults in the home so you can imagine with 10 people in the home elderly we want to make sure that they're healthy part of that is that there's airborne things that go around so this system really helps clean the air and keeps them healthier and then todd simpson who's also here with us when we were talking on the phone the other day you mentioned uh, somebody else who has the system 
system in theirs and you asked them a question about how have you done through the winter and they said really well and then I thought about that and I thought to myself oh my goodness in that home there really has not been anybody and I really have thought about that since you said that that in the elderly population a lot of times somebody gets something it goes through the whole house really it's been really good uh, so I appreciate you asking that. But just tell us briefly, the technology itself, is it brand new or something that's been around? What's what's different about it? Well, it's both brand new and something that's been around. So the, the, the basic product there is uh, an air purification system. Those have been around for decades. What we've done is we've developed, uh, through the last two years, an extensive R&D process. We've developed a way that we can purify the air inside of a home we can turn every air vent into the house into an air purification unit. So every time your heater kicks on, every time your air conditioning kicks on, there's nice, fresh, clean air coming out. So do you have to install it in each and every air vent? No, you don't. You just put it uh, centrally in the home right next to your air handler. Uh, it gets mounted right into your ductwork, and every time that unit kicks on, our uh, air purification device kicks on right along with it. So that's a pretty simple installation where it's just one spot, yet it affects the entire home. And that's what I love about it too. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it really is great because you think about a lot of those air purification systems that are out right now, they're big, they're expensive, and they all sit on the floor. You've got to pick them up, you've got to move them from room to room. Um, you know, it takes time, you've got to take them apart and clean them. Ours goes in your attic, on your roof, in your garage, wherever your air conditioning system is out of sight, out of mind, but it works. Yep. And you need, if you have multiple air conditioner systems, you put one in each one? Yeah, that's what we recommend, yeah. Got it. Well, great. So we're going to hear more about that system, but Todd, I dragged you in the studio. You can take a sip of water. It's okay. <laughs> if we were, if we had the video working today, everybody would see that. He was reaching for the water just at that moment right there. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. <clears throat> Todd Todd is here, and also you are the, what's your position at the company at I or Perry? I am uh, over the operations. So, operations. Yeah, a little bit of production, a little bit of distribution, a little bit of marketing, finance, everything. Uh, so I know as an entrepreneur, you know, what that means is, you, you know, you're a little bit of everything. You, I get it. And Todd, your position there at the company? Business development and marketing as well. And marketing as well. So I dragged you in and I appreciate that. But tell us about your background, Todd. You know, I I grew and go up, back, go yeah. back. Yeah, I want you to go back farther. You know, I'll really start back before I was even born. My mom actually <laughs> took a took a class, not that far, but my mom took a class in how to buy real estate with no money down. Ah, and so she she followed the rules and she built up a portfolio of over two hundred single family houses. So growing up under that type of tutelage, what do you do as a son? You start buying and selling houses as very well. Very cool, very cool. So I bought my first house when I was 15. She, she co-signed. Hold it, pause. I, I tell people I did my first house when I was 18 and they're blown away. You did it when you were 15? I did, my grandfather died, wow. left me some money. I, I was gonna go out and buy a jet ski. And my wife said, uh, my mom said, well, why would you want a jet ski? You can't drive, your friends don't have them. You can't get to the lake, how about this? I'll buy a house with your money, I'll co-sign with you, and in five years from now, you can buy as many jet skis as you want. And so wow. I did. She was smart. Awesome. She was. So you got your first house when you were 15. By the way, how did that turn out? Was it a rental property? It was. It was a rental property. Um, it was in Salem, Oregon, and I, I sold it after college and moved here to Phoenix, Arizona. Wanted some more warmer weather and get away from the wet and the rain, and sold it and bought uh, four duplexes. 
and just was doing real estate ever since. That's very neat. Just to, to follow through, because people are listening, this isn't necessarily a real estate show. Second Wind Success is all about helping boomers find their second wind in business and life, which could be real estate. I mean, there's thousands of people getting into real estate even today, 2017. You did it way back when in whatever decade that was. And But when you did it back then, how much money did you make in that five-year period of time when you sold it? What was the profit? Oh, oh man, you're making me go back a long time. Um, I believe the profit was around $60,000. $60,000, which is yep. a lot of money even in today's world. Back then, then you didn't just spend it on the jet skis, all you could all Never you could got have. a jet ski. Never got a jet ski, but you turned it into four duplexes, which what kind of income did that create? Um, each duplex was right around the university, so I got top rents for them. I made sure that they are very clean, very well put together, a little bit nicer than what you generally find around the university. And so at the time, I was getting around uh, 550 to 650 a month for the duplexes. They're all two bed and one bath. Each unit? Each unit. So how much profit did you make? I mean, you probably made enough to live off of just those four duplexes. I did. I wasn't married. So <laughs> that was really easy. You can live off those duplexes really simple when it's just great. you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, just that alone, just the concept of here's a little bit of money to get started, bought one house, made 60000 at that point turned that into four duplexes, made enough income to live off of. And in that, a lot of people, that's all they want in life. They just want to be financially free. And you did it at that age. So what did you do after that? I lost it all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Vegas has lots of lights. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. Hey, I, I continued to invest in real estate. Um, I, I got into uh, custom homes up in North Scottsdale, um, did a lot of developments, and uh, then uh, 2008. Ah, 2008. So in Arizona, I use the word ground zero. Arizona was kind of ground zero for the meltdown in real estate. And But you were actually in a very nice area in Scottsdale. It wasn't like you were way out in the middle of no place, Arizona. You were in a nice area. But what happened in the sense of, I mean, was it just that the economy fell out or you were overextended? You know, a little bit of everything. Um, my mom taught me uh, the rules of real estate and I followed them. So while I had a lot of other friends who were doing negative AM loans and were doing uh, no money down loans, I made sure that all my properties cash flowed. Mm -hmm. So I was putting two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars down on properties, making sure the cash flowed, making sure that if there was ever a problem with the economy, you know, our, our typical cycle is an eight to twelve percent drop. So I, I looked for an 8 to 12% drop and didn't expect the 55 to 60% drop. Yeah, who did? Yeah, exactly. Right. So at that point, then you walked away from that. And by the way, that didn't feel good. Oh, no, 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 not a bit. No, so, it was everything I'd known, everything I worked for for the last uh, 30 years. Yeah. And so now you're smiling and I'm smiling. And this is all, we. it's anecdotal at this point. But I, those of you who are li listening, again, this is second wind success. We're talking about helping you find your second wind. At that point, you just had the, the gut punch of a lifetime. 30 years and bam, you know, you're down. I'm guessing it took a lot uh, time, energy, uh, you know, questioning yourself, your sanity, everything, everybody around you. It probably took a number of a couple of years. It did. It, it took two years. And luckily, I have the most amazing wife who uh, was my biggest uh, cheerleader, my biggest support. And uh, so with her by my side, encouraging me saying, hey, listen, it's not your fault. Look at, you know, this happened to everyone. Move forward, move forward. I did move forward and and really um, developed a whole new career. 
That's yeah. awesome. It's such a great story, and, and we're going to segue into where you're at today, but I just want people to, to listen. If you're still down, I mean, that was a while ago, 2008, when it went down. 2010 is when you got back up, and at that point, real estate was down, 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 down at the bottom. And I remember literally going through the streets here in Arizona, it just felt dark. It was like Gotham City. You know, it was dark, and people was. were sad, and people were just depressed. And I'm looking at this saying, this is a massive opportunity. People were coming in literally from other countries with cash, buying properties hand over fist, and, and they were just buying up as much as they could. I was helping them as much as I could, coming in and buying properties hand over fist for cash. And the locals were like, are you crazy? And, th and they're like, what do you mean crazy? It's like, it could go lower. And I'm thinking it's already down 50, 60, 80%. How much lower can it go? But you bought your place for 180. They're buying the same house for 35,000. So what if it goes half price on 35,000? It's it's got to go back up at some point. And now we're almost back to where it was, which is uh, amazing. In some cases, even higher than where it was. And who knows what'll happen? So now you went down. Two years later, you're at the bottom. You made some kind of a discovery. So what was your second wind? What was that discovery? You know, my second one was um, I really started looking into technology. You know, when you're, when you're looking around, you see what's working and what's uh, doing well. Uh, technology is. It, it's just a growing industry. So then I looked at other areas. Well, what in technology is working so well? And it was energy. And so I wanted to see what I could combine, you know, technology with energy. And I found a local technology company out of Chandler, Arizona that was combining those two things. I made an introduction, uh, had some friends help me get an introduction, and ended up uh, working for that company for three and a half years. Interesting. So you went to work for another company, and was this the company that is or became Iron Air? No, it's a, it's a different tech company. Different tech company yep. in, in the same field? No, completely oh. different field. All right. So you went, you became an employee, got yep. into this uh, industry of some kind, and then what, how did you get from there to the next step? Uh, I got from there to this step um, by just meeting Perry and his team and loving what they did. Um, they told me about the technology. I have a daughter who has severe asthma. And so I would wake up at night and my wife and I would both wake up and could hear her wheezing. We grabbed a nebulizer, grabbed the puffer, get her breathing normal again, get her back down to sleep. And meeting Perry and his team, he said, hey, let me just put one of these units in your house. See if it works. If it works, great. You know, pay for it. If it doesn't work, we'll remove it. We're, we're that confident that we can help you. And that was about uh, 11 months ago. And in 11 months, my daughter has not had a single asthma attack inside the house. That's amazing. And I met her the other day. About yes. two weeks ago, something like that. Yep. And she seemed to be very healthy and comfortable. Oh, she is. So that was awesome. Yes. So that's amazing in that story. So now you're on track with this and this opportunity where this tech company, you're taking this technology and it's helping other people. So from a financial standpoint, I'm trying to help expose what you're doing to other people. And you're now bringing this to lots of other people as you're going uh, across the country because you're here in Arizona, but you're also bringing this to other people in other states. Absolutely, yes. So if people want to be in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you, your website, your phone number? How does that work? Our phone number is 602-CLEAN-AIR. That's 253-2624. And our website is IonAir, and that's spelled A-E-R dot com. Spell it all out. I-O-N-A-E-R dot com. Good. And give that phone number again. It's 602-CLEAN-AIR. That's an easy one to remember. 252 yeah, 253-2624. That's pretty good. You got that. 602 clean air. Yeah. Wow. 
I'm surprised Al Gore didn't have that one or something. So <laughs> clean air. <laughs> Very good. Well, that's great, and it is a great product. I mean, I can I can speak to that myself. That uh, it's something that I have in my care homes, and it's something that I think that other people should sure, certainly look at, uh, or smell, or not smell. I think that's the neatest thing. Is that's what I was looking for when I go to some place and it doesn't have any scent. Uh, if they're cooking in the kitchen, you know, they got cookies coming out of the oven, I smell that. That's what I want to smell. But even that scent, uh, it just purifies everything. It just kind of takes it right out. It's amazing, actually, how it works. So very good. So the second win success, the concept of people going from where they are to where they want to be. Is there any words of advice as you've gone through some different things? Yours has been kind of seamless. You went from academia into the, the business aspect of things. Have you had some hard times, Perry? The biggest challenge for me has been just adjusting to the psychological change. You know, when you're working in a field like academia, it it becomes a big part of your identity. So for me, the transition has been sort of just adjusting to the business world. It's a lot different than the academic world. Um, Although, you know, there are business opportunities in in academia, and we talked a little bit about that before we went on the air. Um, It's nothing like what you see in business. So I'm, I'm enjoying the challenge. Um, and it has been a challenge. And I think that's in terms of what the advice I would give other people is, is, is don't be afraid of that challenge. I, I have colleagues who are uh, a little bit older than me who are f- not happy in the teaching profession right now. And a lot of them are afraid to make a change. Um, and I had more than one person come up to me and say, you know, I really admire your courage doing this, taking a, a big leap of faith and trying something completely different. And, you know, it, it hasn't been an easy transition, like I was talking about, uh, in terms of just figuring out who I am now that I'm not that thing that I trained so long to be. Mm. Um, but it's, it's been rewarding in a lot of different ways. Interesting, that courage to make a change. Yeah. Very important. How about you, Todd? Words of wisdom going through that, that painful stage? Yeah, I guess, you know, for me, it would be define what's important in life and really know what that is. Write it out. And if you're doing what's important to you, then that that really drives success. And then that in turn will help you define or decide what true success is for you. Terrific. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing this with us. One more time, the website, the email, I want to make sure that we've got that, the phone number, the website. Yeah, our phone number is 602-CLEAN-AIR. And the website is www.ionair.com. Awesome. Well, I want to thank my guests here today, Todd Simpson and Perry Polly. I keep wanting to put your middle name in there, Michael. So Perry Polly, good. <laughs> I want to say it all. So I really appreciate you guys being on here as our first guest for Second Wind Success. And I'm going to be right back. This is Gene Garino, Second Wind Success, where we're helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. I'll be right back. We're going to take you to the next level. I've got a lot more show for you. So come right back. We'll see you soon. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here, and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. 
To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. Welcome back. It's Gene with Second Wind Success. You know, this show is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind success in business and in life. And, you know, we just had some great guests right here. They were talking about some things that happened in their life that weren't so comfortable. And I think some of you listening may be in that position where maybe you've gone through some things in life that weren't that comfortable when you went through it, but you made it through, or maybe you're still struggling with that. And I'm just here to encourage you that you've got to find that that way out. You've got to be looking for something more because your greatest success is ahead of you. It's not behind you. Whatever's happened in the past is in the past. And this show, Second Wind Success, is all about exposing you to new information, new ideas, encouragement to bring you to the next level. Now, I personally found my second wind success in assisted living. I was a professional musician from a very young age, recording studio, record studio, uh, record label, and I've been a certified financial planner for over 20 years, licensed in Australia for financial planning. I've done a lot of different things. I've had 19 businesses. I've trained over 300,000 people worldwide. I've written four books. This is my third radio show. I've done a lot of different things in life, but the biggest success, my my greatest success is in assisted living. And residential assisted living is really what I'm talking about. So what I do is something that you may be interested in. And if you are, I'd love to have that conversation. Feel free to contact me directly. And you can do that at G-E-N-E at R-A-L-Academy.com. That's my email. Go ahead and contact me, G-E-N-E at R-A-L-Academy.com. 
And if you'd like to learn more about that, residential assisted living, because it's a very lucrative business, but here's the key, baby boomers. We're talking about baby boomers, and you know, here's the stats. I'm going to go through them with you. There's 77 million baby boomers. And I want you to think about that. I, I have an opportunity to travel all over the world. I was in Panama earlier this year. In Panama, they had a baby boom. In Italy, they have baby boom. Uh, all over the world, they have a baby boom because when the Second World War ended, it ended all over the world, which means people went home and they got busy and the baby boom happened, which means there's an explosion, a population explosion all over the world. And the silver tsunami that I talk about that is coming is unstoppable. So the population throughout the world is aging. And what this looks like is when somebody gets older, they start to need more help. You know, when you're a, an infant, you need all the help you can get, right? You need, you just can't live on your own, period. As you get older, you're able to take care of yourself. But then as you get older, once again, where you're elderly, we start to need more help. We don't want to give up the car keys, but we have to. We start to need a lot of help when you're 80, 90 years old. Some people can live it out and they, they live to be 100, 105 and so on. But most people start to need more help. Now, they don't need medical help. That's a nursing home, but they need more help than what? maybe the kids can provide. So that's assisted living. And the choices for that are a big box facility or what I provide is a residence, a residential assisted living solution. So that's what I do. And I train other people how to do that all over the country. And it's just wonderful to do because it's a do good and do well situation. Do good, I can help other people do well. I can make a lot of money doing it. People are paying money to stay in facilities, and they're going to pay other people. And I'm going to make a, a comment. I guarantee every one of you listening, you're going to get involved one way or another in assisted living. You're either going to own the real estate that the assisted living is housed in, you're going to operate the business that is the assisted living, or you're going to be a customer lying in the bed. And it may be you or your parents or your grandparents, but you're going to get involved. And some of you listening right now, you've had parents or grandparents in assisted living. And if you think about it, many of you wrote the checks so you know it costs a lot of money. The average right now is $3,600 per person per month to live in assisted living, $3,600. That's an average home. If you go to the average home, it's not very nice. You would not want to put mom there if you didn't have to. I had a gentleman come by one of our homes just yesterday, took a tour, and he said, I'd love to move in. And I said, great, it's $3,800 to move in that room that you want right here. He said, great, but I'm going to be bringing dad to the state, and they're going to get state insurance. And I said, do you know that the state, once he qualifies for that, will only pay basically $1,800 a month? I can't accept $1,800. So I, pay, I charge $3,800 for that room. If you're going to have the state pay for it, if he qualifies, that's fine. But you're going to have to choose another home that's willing to accept $1,800. And that's going to be in a whole different home in a different section of town and a different set of food and a different you know care. So the point is, if you want to live in a nice home, not just a not-so-nice home, you're going to have to pay more for that. Now, here's the thing. When I train students how to do this business, we do it in a much nicer setting, a setting where it's a very nice home, and these people are paying four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000. $3,800 is kind of the low-end home in a, in, a very, in a reduced setting. It's a nice home, but I like doing it in a much nicer home where it's maybe with a chef, where the chef is doing cook-to-order breakfast and cook-to-order lunch and preparing dinner in between that is served later that night in a very nice home, in a very nice setting that you and I would be proud to have mom and dad live in. So in this business, 
assisted living in the residential setting, we can make a lot of money. And there's people that are, have waiting lists to move into these beautiful homes. So the nice homes have waiting lists. You can't even get into them if you want to. Now, I'm sharing all of this with you because that's what I do. That was my second win, and it's what I do, and it's maybe what you want to do. And if you'd like to learn more about that, I can teach that to you as well. And you know how to get a hold of me, Gene, at RALacademy.com, or go to my website at RALacademy.com. But for those of you who are looking for something to do, here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. And especially if you're working for somebody else. I mean, there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. There's really not. Please don't get me wrong. I guess what I'm saying is that if you're employed by somebody else, whose dream are you making a reality, yours or theirs? I mean, they're paying you. Yes, I got it. But they're paying you because they have a vision. They have a business. Their goal is what? Maybe their goal is to grow the business and sell it off to somebody else, make profit so they can then retire. Their goal may be to grow that business larger, hire more people, and they want to make more profit. How do they do that? By hiring people that are younger and less experienced to replace the people that are older with more experience. Now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's people, and I, I saw this, somebody was testifying the other day where they were, they were just, they were crying with somebody at Disney who was saying this was terrible because he spent the last three months of his work at Disney in a tech department where they were training the people that were replacing them, coming in from other countries to replace them. That's horrible, but on the other hand, it's like, you know what? You know a whole lot of stuff. Go ahead and create your own company. What's your vision? Do you really want to sit at a computer and work for somebody else anyway? Maybe the reason why you got fired in the big picture is so that you're free to do what you want to do. Or as they say on the airlines, you're now free to roam about the airplane. Or as they say in the Southwest, roam about the country. You know, do what you want to do. I think a lot of times people kind of get caught up. You're in this rat race, you're in the wheel, and you're caught up, and you, you're stuck there because you've been working at the job for 10, 20, 30 years, and you can't give it up. Perry, who was just here from Iron Air, was talking about exactly that, that some of his friends that are now professors at the college that he used to teach at are looking at him and saying, wow, you did it. You were brave. You left here to go on to do this tech startup with Iron Air. They're proud of him. Because they're now that much farther entrenched in what they're doing. And I've met medical professionals, dentists who are, they don't want to be dentists, but they're so far into their training. There's so many hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt in school loans that they can't just stop being a dentist. They're in it. They're in it for the long haul because they have to be. There is no choice. They have to keep doing what they're doing. But the reality is, it's your life. You decide what you want to do. And Second Wind Success is all about that. I'm going to continue to bring on guests who and expose you to different opportunities. What they went through, those highs and those lows, when Todd talked about his real estate experience, and it blew me away because I did my first real estate when I was 18. He did his first real estate when he was 15. That's awesome. So you may have kids at home who can get started now so that they're inspired later. My son, he's 24 years old. He's getting married coming up this summer, but I'm so proud of him because my son, as an entrepreneur, is doing very well financially. He bought himself a beautiful Lexus car, but it's him that did that. The school, and yes, he did go to school and college and so on. He knows as well as I, it's a piece of paper on the wall. And the reality is the entrepreneurship, the ability to communicate, work hard, be an entrepreneur and do his thing and work for himself, that's what's going to get him farther ahead. But he has a vision. Do you? People need to dream again. They need to start thinking about what do you really want? What are your goals? What are your passions? We had some house guests. I mentioned this to you before. They came by and they're inspiring 
because they live in their van and they travel from city to city just finding the next adventure and finding the next job. They're not tied down and there's nothing wrong with being tied down with a house and kids and a responsibility. But if you're not – if that's not your goal, if that's not your your thing and you want to Go do it. It doesn't matter if you're 20 or if you're 30 or 40 or 50. What's your passion and what do you want to do? Now, if you're like me, you're at a point, I'm 56, where what you're looking for is not just what you've got, but what you're looking for is what you can do to change the world, what you can do to leave behind. I'm under no illusion that I'm going to live forever. I mean, I understand that my life is going to end at some point. So at some point, we realize that, you know, it is going to end. And at that point, we need to understand that, you know, we need to know that there's something left behind, not just for my kids and my grandkids, but we also need to know that there is more to this. So what's your passion? What's your drive? And I do think that a lot of times adults, they've stopped dreaming. So I'm going to encourage you here at Second Wind Success as we continue this journey together to be looking for your why. And I want you to be thinking like a five-year-old, not throwing a tantrum five-year-old, but that five-year-old that always asks the question, why? So as soon as somebody asks the question, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you were asked that question as a kid, and they ask you that question. Well, heck, I was asked that question when I was 20 years old. You know, I was asked that question when I was 30 years old. And here I am at 56, and I still ask myself that question. What do you want to do when you grow up? My response is, why grow up, number one? But I know what they're looking for. But here's the deal. Life is an adventure. What's the next step? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Let's live with passion. Let's have a why. And as soon as you answer the question why, ask it again. Why? That's what a five-year-old does. They ask the question why. You give them a good answer and they come back with another one. Why? Give them a good answer. They come back with another one. Why? And they do it five times because it takes five times to get to the real root of it. And the reason why I want you to do that is because once you get that deep and you get to a real why, now you're committed. Now you'll do whatever it takes to get to where you really want to be. And until you're there, you're just in the rat race, man. You're just on that wheel. You're just going through the paces. I want you to live with passion. I want you to surround yourself with those people that are going to bring you to the next level, not drag you down like a bucket of crabs. And that's what I'm going to do on this show. It's Second Wind Success. I'm going to continue to bring guests on the show. They're going to show you what they did to bring it to the next level because your greatest success is ahead of you, not behind you. The first half is over. And whether you're 20 or whether you're 80, the first half is whatever happened in the past. You can't fix the past. All we can do is look to the future. So you'll win the game by looking forward and saying, where do I want to be? What do I want to do? Some of you have more energy than others, but we all get 24 hours a day. The question is, what are you going to do with your 24 hours? It's up to you. If you want to get something done, go to the busiest person you know. Not the person who's running reruns of watching reruns of I Love Lucy in last week's football game. Go to the busiest person you know because they know how to take their time and turn it into productivity. You can do the same thing, but you've got to answer that question why. Once you do that, you'll got it. Now, I want to thank our sponsors, Ionair and Adagio Gardens and Sweetwater Pines, as well as the Residential Assisted Living Academy. If you'd like to learn about any of those, just 
Go ahead and contact them, adagiogardens.com, sweetwaterpines.com, and the ralacademy.com. I appreciate all of those sponsors, but Second Wind Success is dedicated to you. And if you have any comments, anything you'd like to share with me, I'd like you to communicate directly with me at g-e-n-e at ralacademy.com. This show is all about you, and if you have any suggestions, what you'd like to hear, because I'm here because I want you to be inspired. I want you to be looking forward and bringing you to the next level. This second wind success is all about helping baby boomers find their second wind in business and in life. And if I can help you do that, help you win this game of life in every way, on a personal relationship level, on a business level, that's a win. I've got my goals. Do you have yours? What is it that you really want to do? Where is your passion and what is it that you really want to accomplish? That's what this is all about. If you've got a dream, you can accomplish it, but you've got to get committed. Second Wind Success is here to inspire you and help get you to that next level. My name is Gene Garino. It's been an absolute pleasure sharing with you here on Second Wind Success. We're all about helping baby boomers help you find your second win in business and in life. I want to thank you for being with us, and I'll see you next week here on this show. See you very soon. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Win Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.